Hello, and welcome back to Happy Life Hacks. I am Meg Clifford, or Color Me Meg from Instagram. I am so happy to have you back today. If you hung in with me to the end of my last episode, three cheers for you because we got a little bit real. This next topic is one that I hold pretty dear, and that has changed everything for me in the way of self-improvement all across the board. So before I go telling you why goals are all the rage and how to go about crushing them, I wanted to share just a quick story of my awkward high school years. Actually, it's more about my brother's awkward high school years. See, my brother, whom I idolized at the time, as well as one of his good friends, who was ever so nerdy and adorable, were in what we now refer to as the bowling phase. They had all the good gear. They had thrifted bowling balls, bags, their own shoes. These balls even came with names pre-engraved on them since they found them at Goodwill. My brother's was Nelda. They took themselves extremely serious. So I went with them a few times, and these guys were crazy. My lefty brother has this nutty form that is really hard to explain in audio, but basically it looks like holding a baby in a side football hold, and then he launches the ball over that same arm to create some backspin so that the ball lands from his left hand all the way on the right far side and then speeds perfectly to the center, and he almost always nails a strike. It's crazy, but it worked. So after a oh, I don't know, 20, 30 minutes of him trying to teach me his method over and over. Every time my ball would end up in the gutter. I half-heartedly finally threw my arms up and said, dude, I'm good. I'm not going to get this and I'm okay with that. His frustrated response makes me laugh now, but then it didn't. He said, oh sure, just give up like you give up on everything. That's exactly what his voice sounds like, by the way. I alluded to this incident on a post recently on Instagram, and my brother called me up later that night after he realized that I meant him, because I have three other brothers it could have been. We laughed as I retold him the story that, of course, he had forgotten. It was ridiculous, and he knew it, and he reminded me that he was 17 and intense. (laughs) Of course he was, and I assured him that this didn't cause me any therapy time. But see, this wasn't a goal of mine, bowling. And not one that mattered to me. And yet, when it came to goals that did matter later down the road, I would see my frustrated brother as my alter ego in my head, trying to tell me I couldn't quit. Because, see, he's not wrong entirely. I did give up on a few things. As I look back on those things that I let go of, I realized they just didn't matter enough. So let's talk first about goals. If you don't have any Let's get you some. Whenever someone tells me they don't have goals that they're working toward, I often think, what's the point of working? Like, what are you trying to accomplish at all? If you have something you are working for, it makes that work so much easier to do, no matter what it is we're talking about. I even think often about my life as a mother, and sometimes it can be pretty hard and daunting. But once I set out a few things I can work on, a few things that we as a family can work on, the days become a lot easier to manage. So I recommend coming up with at least three goals. Maybe things that you have thought you should work on, but things you just left behind because of time or life. 
So let's say you're going to set a goal for three areas. Maybe things we had mentioned in the last episode. Areas of things that can be healthy, right? Like your physical health, your financial health, your mind, your education. Here's an example first of a useless goal. Um, I plan to start eating healthy so I can lose some weight. I say good luck with that. If you do not have a plan or a way to measure your progress, then you are not likely to succeed. But if you said, I would like to improve my cholesterol and get off medication by the end of the year by eating 1,400 calories every day of whole foods and ensuring that I have at least 80 ounces of water each day. Okay, now we're talking. Do you hear the difference? When I hear someone say the first goal, I think this one doesn't matter enough to you. When you have a clear plan and something to measure, you'll get there. Now, I have a master's in curriculum development. I absolutely loved it. And how we create curriculum for anything, whether for education or for corporate training, is to start by answering the question, what do we need to know or to be able to do as a result of taking this class? This helps us to start with the end in mind and work backward. So to illustrate this, let's take my same brother, that nerd who was so intense about bowling, now works at his dream job. He's writing and producing his own animated series with DreamWorks. It's going to hit Netflix in about a year. And I am so proud of him that he gets to do something he's so good at and that he really enjoys. Over the last year or so as he's been working on this project, he comes home and shows us parts of the animation that uh, the DreamWorks animators have dreamed up for him. They have to choose and select every little detail of what the characters look like and how they move down to the way the characters will express the emotion. So will the eyebrows be human-like? Will they move like little skin blobs above the eyes like ours do? Or will they be thin black lines that like hover over the head slightly? Each one of these little tiny decisions plays a role in how the final product will look. So he and his writing partners have spent months and months on these kinds of decisions. And once they had enough of those decisions made to get them started, they could sit down and finally storyboard out the episodes. What do these characters go through? What's the format of the show? How do they get from point A to point B by the end of the season? See, because without envisioning the end clearly, there would be no way to answer these questions. So this is how my brain works out writing and formatting goals. If you've never created a vision board, I highly, highly suggest you do it. As cheesy as it may sound to sit and pour through magazine after magazine or print photos from Pinterest or whatever it may be, seeing yourself achieving those goals is going to be huge to helping you do so. To helping you complete and finish and see yourself to the end. For me, if I don't see myself in the end, it will not happen. And the same goes for you. So here are my five steps that I feel like will really help you to format and get your goals in check for the rest of the year. Step one is you have to write them down and they have to be clear, measurable goals that really do matter to you. If it doesn't matter enough to you, forget about it. Let it go. Pick things that really matter to you that are really going to help you move forward. Step two 
you got to get clear on the why it matters to you. So if it is health, who's, who stands to gain from you making these changes? Is it just for you? Or does it mean that you will get to play with your grandkids and be there for them when they get married? Is it going to improve the quality of your family's life, of your significant other's life? What, what is it that you and your loved ones stand to gain by you completing this? Step three, make a plan. Storyboard out why it matters and all of the details and give yourself a timeline. Now, this is not a, this has to be completed by this date or I fail kind of timeline. But this is a, I want to have the first three chapters of my book written by the end of the year kind of timeline. You are now going to set mini goals to make up the big ultimate goal. So if you think about curriculum, you are going to be creating mini units within your big goal. So if you are planning to run a marathon, how, what are the guideposts along the way? I want to be able to run five miles by the end of the month. In two or three months, I want to be able to easily run 10 miles and so on, right? So you're going to break it down for yourself and make it manageable and measurable, Step four, get accountable. You have to start telling the world or at least those close to you what your plan is. Bring these people into your story and it might not matter to them as much as it does to you. In fact, it won't. It will not matter. Your goals, your dreams will not matter as much to anyone but you. But if you share it with others and help them come into your story, that will keep you accountable to your goal. The last one, step five, would be quit quitting on yourself. I'm pretty sure that it was in Girl, Wash Your Face by Rachel Hollis that I read that she says, why is it that we will give up on ourselves before we give up on our friends? And she talks about how she decided and made a goal to run every day and even on days when it was hard, she would find herself getting into the back room where her treadmill was and she would run even if it was two in the morning because she had made the goal and she'd set it. And she decided that this was the last time she was going to make this goal, that she was going to fail on herself. So I want you to do me a favor. And this time when you write down these goals and you have a plan and you're accountable And you actually want these things for a good reason. Then I want you to make yourself a promise that you're not going to give up on it. Because if it really does matter enough to you, then you will find ways to make it happen rather than excuses not to. So if you need an accountability buddy, email me and I would be happy to check in on you. I love this stuff, you know. So good luck to you in all of your goal endeavors, and we will see you next week.